Well, let's go into the Word of God this morning. I want to invite you to go to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. It's a story that uh, I've read before, but as I was going through the Bible again, I stopped there and I realized that there is something that we can talk about here. You know, when we read the Bible, sometimes we go too fast and we don't stop and, 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 you know, take time to think about what we're reading. But this one is a message that I think we can use and apply in our lives today. It's a story about four lepers. What did I say? Four what? Lepers. And leprosy is a disease that we've heard about. I've mentioned in the past in previous uh, messages that we have been given here. And, but these, these lepers had a, a double problem. They not only had leprosy, but they were also dying of starvation. Now, I don't know about you, but when you get sick, uh, sometimes your appetite is lost. But once the, once the disease is over, you know, your appetite comes right back and you get hungry. You know, I had a little bit of a cold, almost got, you know, something of a flu, but thank God that I didn't get it. It did take away a little bit of my appetite, but once my appetite was back, you know, it came back with a vengeance, unfortunately. And so, but these lepers had a, a, two problems. They had a disease and they were hungry. I don't know how many of you have gone days without eating, but it's, it's a painful thing. You know, we go a couple of days, I'm sorry, not days, but a couple of hours without eating and we're already complaining and suffering and we're looking at the clock and when is the pastor going to hurry up and finish so I can go home and eat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, uh, but these men, and not only these men, but this was the problem that was facing all the people of Israel, in, that they were in Samaria. Now Israel, in this case, is the northern kingdom, when the kingdom had already been divided. The kingdom of the south was the, the, you know, the people of Judah, and then the Israelites to the north. And they were in their fortified city, enclosed inside of their cities, with the door locked, because the Syrians, another army, had come and surrounded the city and they knew that they would eventually starve and have to come out to look for food and that was the way in which they got the people to come out they would starve them to death and so they were inside the camp uh, inside the city the, the Israelites and they were dying because of hunger while the Syrians were outside just waiting for them to come out they didn't even have to throw an arrow all they had to do was wait and they would come out But then you have these lepers that are outside the gate of the city, the Bible says, and they are starving, and they are lepers. Now, if you want to know to what extreme the the hunger was, if you look in chapter 6, verse 25, right there in 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 25, it says that there was a great, what? Famine. A great famine. And it it continues to say there, in the city, the siege lasted so long, now, now listen to this and read this, that they sold a donkey's head for 80 shekels of silver. Now that's a lot of money. For a donkey's head, I don't know what you can get out of a donkey's head, but people were buying it because they were starving. And it was not cheap. 80 shekels is a lot of money. And what else were they buying? A quarter of a cab, and that measurement of a cab is not too clear in the Bible what exactly it is, but it's not a lot. A quarter of a cab of seed pods for five shekels. Now, now tell me, in your Bibles, does it say 
Seed pods? What does it say in your Bible? What's that? Droppings of what? Does it say what animal? Of doves. I don't know, maybe the NIV wanted to, to smooth it out and make it seem a little bit nicer. But the reality is what it says there is that people were buying droppings of doves. Now, I don't know what in the world you would need droppings of doves for. But people were buying it. That's how bad the famine was in the city. Buying donkeys' heads and droppings and dove droppings. People were dying. People were hungry. And these lepers were in, right there in the, in the, you know, they were just in between. They were in between both camps. And in verse, in chapter 7, we go back to chapter 7, and in verse 3, this is what these lepers say to themselves. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say, We'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans, it says in my Bibles, also the Syrians, and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. And so they say, what do we have to lose? We're going to die anyways. We're out here. We're starving. If we go into the city, we're going to die because everybody else there is dying too. And if we stay here, we're going to die. So let's take a chance. Let's risk it. Let's go to the camp of the Syrians. And if we surrender and they don't take our lives, then we'll live. Maybe they'll give us something to eat. Maybe they will do something, but we'll be able to survive. They had to take a drastic, to, uh, uh, make a drastic decision. Desperation led them to take a risky action. And that's the first point I want to make to you today, is that desperation drives to action. And this action seemed to be a little risky. The lepers were desperate. They needed food. And they rather risk their lives than just stay where they are. Now, many of us could just say, you know, it's comfortable to be just where we are. Uh, I don't want to go on that side and I don't want to go on this side. I'm not totally for God, but I'm not on the devil's side either. So why don't I just stay here in my, you know, status quo state? But if you stay where you are, you will still be hungry. You will still suffer. And you will still find that you are not satisfied in life. So in life, maybe we don't have a daily left life or death decision that we need to make. Whether if I make the decision, I'm risking my life. I don't think we all have to make those decisions daily. But when it comes to spiritual things, we have to make a decision every day whether we are going to live for Christ or make a decision for Christ or we're just going to stay where we are. Maybe for us, we think that it's risky. We're going to take a chance if we accept Christ, if we go 100%. Because what is required of us is too much, we think. But what we don't know is what is waiting for us if we take that step. And the step that these lepers took was risky. But what we will find out is that that risky step was what they needed to do. Let's keep reading in verse 5. As it says there, At dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there. 
For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. And the men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents. They ate and drank and carried away silver, gold, and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. So these lepers who were worried about surrendering, they were already probably rehearsing what they were going to tell the first soldiers that they saw on the way. But when they got there, they didn't see anybody, and they probably thought it was a trap or it could not, it's too good to be true. This can't be. And so they continued to walk, and everything, there was not one person there. Horses, donkeys, food, gold, silver, and clothes. If we put it into our days, there was money, there was food, there was cars, there were houses. Everything that anybody would want, all for free. They had it all. They had it all. And they were enjoying it. They were basking in it. They thought that this, this is this, why didn't we do this? Why did, why did we even doubt this? This is the best thing that we could have done. They were dying of hunger, not knowing that what they needed was available for them. God was providing it for them. When we are far from Christ, we are far from Christ, we hunger for peace. We hunger for righteousness. We hunger for meaning. We hunger for salvation. We hunger for something new, for a change. We think that and like I said before, thinking that coming to Christ is too great of a risk, but not knowing that coming to Christ also means that He has something in store for each and every one of us that He wants to give us. He wants to provide for our needs. He wants to provide for that which we are needing in our lives. That which what we want, that's that which we seek for, for life and for, for happiness and for satisfaction, are the very same things that God wants to give us. But many times we think that if we just stay where we are and we figure it out ourselves and we seek for it our way, then we will somehow get it. But we will continue hungry and eventually die. Just like those lepers would have died had they stayed where they were. Christ is offering us more than we can imagine. But you may not see it now. Just like those lepers couldn't see it until they saw it for themselves. You may not see it now, but knowing Christ and having a relationship with Christ can only be understood when you experience it. I can talk to you all day. I can preach sermons for five years. I can explain it to you. I can give you Bible studies on it. But it's not until you take the risk, you take the chance, and you say, I'm going to go for it. It is only then when you can understand it. That is why... You know, it could be the greatest frustration for preachers when we preach week after week and, and year after year and we still see everything the same sometimes and we get frustrated and we even see, we get frustrated with ourselves and we don't see change in our own lives and we wonder what is it? And it's not, we are not saved by information, which is what we do every week. 
We, we, we do Bible study, we do preaching, and we do reading. But it's not until we go out there and we live it in the real world. That is where it's not just information, where it becomes formation, where it becomes transformation. And so we need to take that risk. But if we just stay put, thinking that it's just safer here, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone, then we're going to die hungry and die in our sins, which is a symbol of what leprosy is. When we all along can just take the risk and go to the camp that God has provided for us and be filled with his blessings. Now, this reward that these lepers were able to enjoy, the blessing of what they had received, produced a great responsibility. Verse 9. Then they said to each other, We're not doing right. We're not doing what? Right? This is not right. Man, if, if it was somewhere else, I'd say, what do you mean this is not right? Man, we're living the dream. This is all we need here. We don't need anything else. What do you mean this is not right? It's not right. This is a day of good news, and we are keeping it to what? To ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. So they went and called out to the city gatekeepers and told them, Listen, we went to the Arameans. We went to their camp. And there was not a man there, not a sound of anyone. Only horses that were tethered and donkeys. And the tents were left unattended. And the gatekeepers, verse 11, shouted the news. And it was reported within the palace. So the news was taken to the palace, the place that was suffering, the place that needed, uh, needed a blessing. They needed what they had. They needed salvation. They needed to be rescued. And the message was taken to them. Now these lepers were enjoying what they had found. They were enjoying eating all that they could. They had gold, they had silver, and they had clothes. But what good would all that be if you're a leper? What good would all that be if you can't carry all that gold and make good use of it? What good would all that food be if you can't eat it before it spoils? And so, I don't know if one of them thought it. God impressed one of them. And when, when God impresses one person to do what is right, that good impression spreads to the rest of the friends. That's why we should not keep quiet when God impresses us with something. They felt a sense of guilt. We can't let others starve while we're here eating all that we can eat, enjoying all of these blessings by ourselves. They could have kept their mouths shut, but they would not have been satisfied. They would not have been happy. They wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been able to enjoy what they were enjoying. Eventually, they would not enjoy it anymore. They probably thought they had found everything that they had ever hoped for in life. But they had to realize they didn't scare the Arameans away. They didn't go into the camp saying, lepers, 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 and everybody fled because they were scared of the lepers. No. It was because God did for them 
what they could not do for themselves. God saved them, not because they were good or not because they were strong, but by grace he had saved them because he loved them so much that he knew that they needed this. And so they could not take the credit. They could not say, this is mine. This is a gift from God. And a gift has has to be shared. And so they realized this. And they went. And they went and shared the good news of what had happened. They went and shared what they had experienced. And this is the same experience for us. Those three things. We have to take a chance. We have to risk making a decision for Christ. We have to risk making a decision that may seem risky, but when we take that risk, we will see the blessing. But when you receive the blessing, you can't keep it to yourself. You have to share the blessing. If you keep it to yourself, you're not going to be happy. You're going to eat too much, and eventually you will fall away so where are we today in this camp the camp where you know i could say i'm comfortable where i am don't bother me i'm not against god and i'm not for the devil i'm just right here i'm enjoying life i'm good that's what people say i'm good don't you know you do your thing and i do my thing and many people think that I don't have to make a decision as long as I don't go totally for the enemy. Now, at one point, maybe most of us made a decision for Christ, and that's why we are here. But I won't assume that we've all made that decision. But also, we, our decision to take a risk is to go further with Christ and not just be comfortable with what we've been doing since we've and given our hearts to Christ since we've uh, been baptized since we since we gave our lives over to Jesus Christ under since we've submitted our lives under the authority of the lordship of Christ we cannot be satisfied with just staying where we are we cannot be satisfied with just doing the same thing over and over again and thinking that it'll be better it will produce hunger in our lives and we will say there is something missing but as long as you're not willing to risk to take that step where God impresses us like he impressed one of these lepers that maybe we need to take a risk. We need to take a chance. We need to do something different. We can't just sit here and do nothing and wait until we die. We need to go. And that decision is what we need to make. And brothers and sisters, you may not know what's on the other side. But I bet you there are many people here that could testify and say that they have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Amen? And you can see it in their lives and in their their testimony and what they have experienced. And that can be your experience too. But brothers and sisters, we also have to share it. We have an opportunity right now to share it and to tell others. We have a free country where we can do these things. We have evangelistic meetings where we can bring the people to these things. And we have the opportunity to do it. How can we stay quiet when there are people hungering and dying and starving for meaning and for salvation? They may not know it. They may resist. As the king resisted, he thought it was a trap. He thought it was a lie. He thought they were trying to deceive them. He said maybe the, the Arameans paid off these lepers and told them to say that to us so that when we go out there, they just get us. 
They know we're starving, so they'll take advantage of our need. But kind of apprehensively, you know, they, they, did, they went out and checked it and made sure that it was true. And they did, and they found out. And it was true. So we come today to this place looking for salvation, looking for meaning. And that is what Christ is offering us today. So the three steps that I want to remind you of. Number one, in desperate times, it risks us to take action. Number two, action produces a great reward. And number three, rewards produce great responsibility. And what will you do today? Where are you in this camp? Are you in between both camps? Haven't made a decision yet what you want to do in life? Or uh, are, are you already in, enjoying the blessings that God has given you? And you, are, and you are basking in them, and you are glad, and, you are, and you, even though you're, you're still suffering a little, maybe, maybe the, 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 you know, the, the, the finances are not that great, economy is not that great, but you're still trusting in God, and you are enjoying that. If you are in that camp, then you need to move on to the next one, which is also that with the rewards, there is a responsibility, and that is to share the good news of what God has blessed you with, and to bring it and to share it with others. And that is what God is calling us to do today. And I invite you to accept his invitation to come into his fold and to be part of the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the provisions that you have given us. You have given us all the things that we need everything that we need for life and godliness. And we thank you that where we are right now in our lives, you want us to move on to the next step. You don't want us to stay in between both camps because that only leads to more hungering for meaning in life and eventually death if we don't leave that place. Help us to be risky, to take chances for you, to trust in you, even though we may not know exactly what to expect, but that we may trust and know that you are God, a God who does not lie, a God in whom we can trust, a God that wants only our well-being, and that we can take that step in going in your direction and following you. And as we follow you, Father, we cannot stay quiet. And the, it's, it's, it's within our hearts. It's the same desire to share your love and to share what you have given us, to share your blessings with others. May the experience of these lepers be our experience and that we may be able to bless others. And when we bless others, we ourselves are blessed even more. So we thank you, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.